Governor J.B. Pritzker calls on a fellow Democrat to step down from his powerful committee chairmanship. Sterogenics announces that it will not reopen its plant in Willowbrook. And should college athletes in Illinois be allowed to make money by signing endorsement deals? All that coming up in this week's edition of Capital Cast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast. I'm Peter Hancock. And I'm Jerry Nowicki. We start this week with the story that everybody who follows state politics is talking about. So let me be clear. While Senator Sandoval is under investigation, it's in the best interests of our state that he no longer serve as chairman of the Transportation Committee. If he doesn't step aside, he should be removed. That, of course, was Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker talking with reporters this week about State Senator Martin Sandoval, a Chicago Democrat who is currently under federal investigation for what appears to be allegations of taking bribes or kickbacks in exchange for public contracts. It's important to note that Sandoval has not been charged with any wrongdoing, but the investigation comes on the heels of the General Assembly passing a massive $45 billion capital improvements bill this year, and Sandoval was instrumental in pushing that through. In late September, federal agents raided Sandoval's State House office, his district office in Cicero, and his home. Days later, Senate President John Cullerton's office released a heavily redacted copy of the search warrant that was issued for the Springfield office, giving agents authority to seize correspondence and other documents related to a number of businesses, lobbyists, municipalities, and five unnamed officials at the Illinois Department of Transportation. And that appears to be what Governor Pritzker is concerned about. It, of course, means that we should make sure that it is transparent, that it is done completely on the up and up, and I am making sure that we're reviewing all the policies and procedures so that any projects that get approved are approved with the utmost confidence that these are done in the best interest of the taxpayers and with nothing of the sort of corruption or self-dealing that has been alleged. Cullerton, meanwhile, has not removed Sandoval from his chairmanship or from his leadership post as the Democratic caucus whip, even though in August he did remove another Democratic senator, distant cousin Tom Cullerton, as chair of the Senate Labor Committee after he was indicted on federal charges for allegedly being on a ghost payroll with the Teamsters Union. A spokesman for the Senate president issued a statement saying, quote, this remains an active investigation and the Senate president wants to make informed decisions. Sandoval, meanwhile, has not issued any statements about the probe and has not responded to requests for comment. Meanwhile, there has been other news in the state. Sterogenics, the medical equipment sterilization company, with a plant in Willowbrook that's been shuttered since early this year over concerns about emissions of dangerous levels of the cancer-causing gas ethylene oxide, announced this week it will not try to reopen that plant. Jerry Nowicki has been following that story. What did the company say about why it's choosing not to reopen? It said Illinois had an uh, unfriendly regulatory environment and uncertain uh, environment when it comes to the company, but 
really what it was was public backlash. Uh, the people in Willowbrook did not want that uh, company there. Um, they were concerned. Uh, they For about a year, they've been very active on it. Thousands of people just, just not um, interested in having that company there. So we should back up a little bit. Uh, Governor Pritzker's office and the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency put a seal order on that plant early this year, uh, basically shutting it down. And then the General Assembly passed legislation this year uh, strictly limiting the amount of ethylene oxide that any facility in Illinois could emit. Yeah, they, they it, it was basically 99 point something percent that they had to get rid of uh, in their emissions. Um, and there was a, a court document, a court agreement that would have allowed Sterogenics to reopen and they would have been able to emit about 82 pounds per year, whereas they could emit thousands per year under previous permits. And isn't that where the public backlash got reignited when they saw that there was a court agreement that would allow the plant to reopen. Right. The attorney general, the DuPage County State's attorney, and Sterogenics entered into this agreement, and they could have installed certain equipment and been limited to that 82 pounds, and they would have been allowed to operate. Now, House Republican leader Jim Durkin represents that district, and he's been very active. He helped craft that legislation, and he was even upset, apparently, that under any circumstances that plant was going to reopen. Uh, wasn't he threatening to bring even more legislation during the veto session? Yeah, uh, he and activists still say they want to get that legislation through. There's one bill that would allow home rule municipalities to uh, decide whether or not a, a muni- uh, whether or not an ethylene oxide emitter could take uh, have a place in their community. And then there's another bill that would sort of phase out a ban or phase out the chemical altogether in the state, except in very sparsely populated areas. Uh, over a period of years. And so it's in response to this then that Sterogenics is saying we can't invest money in retooling or uh, readapting this plant, uh, not knowing what the regulatory environment's going to be. Right. They could spend all that money, and then if one of those bills passes or both of those bills pass, they'd be out of there anyway. They, they would not be allowed to operate where they are currently. And it'll be interesting to see how the governor's office responds to this because they were on board completely saying, we're going to sign a stricter bill than the one we already signed in June. Uh, but now with Sterogenics closed, we'll see if he uh, keeps that hard line. Okay. And then the other story you were covering this week really fascinates me because it involves proposed legislation concerning college athletes. Uh, tell, tell us what's going on there. Yeah, California just passed a bill. Uh, the governor signed it this week, and it by 2023 would allow uh, student athletes to sign endorsement deals with you know Nike or McDonald's, whoever local companies, whoever, um, and they would be able to be paid that way. Uh, the sponsor was very clear in saying it would not open up uh, universities to have to pay salaries to student athletes, though. Uh, that is not what the bill does. It would only allow them to hire agents and. Uh, receive endorsement deals with outside companies. Endorsements for wearing a particular brand of shoes or uh, endorsements for anything like that? Appearing in commercials, however, they want to uh, use their name and likeness. Now, I remember when this started coming up, it's been some years now, when a video game came out where you could draft teams and they had the likenesses and the jersey numbers of college athletes and sort of fantasy basketball or fantasy football at the college level. And that's when students really started getting upset that their faces, their 
identities uh, were being sold uh, to these software companies making video games, and they were getting nothing on the other end of it. Right. I used to love playing those games. You knew who you had. You knew who your quarterback was. You knew who your wide receiver was. Uh, and they got nothing from that. It wouldn't put the names in it, but it'd be number 83. He's six foot three, same body type, same hair, same tattoos, all of that stuff. And so what happened to those games? Are they still on the market? Uh, I, th I know there was at least a period where they couldn't be made or they had to uh, use very different uh, players and skill sets. But so at, sure. at this point, the idea of salaries is off the table, at least in Illinois. Um, who's bringing this bill forward? Uh, Emmanuel Chris Welch of Hillside. He's a Democrat, uh, the suburbs. Um, and what he says, it's, it's basically, it's the right thing to do. These people, their images are being exploited. He brought up Loyola when they went to the Final Four in Chicago. Um, all these players got nothing from it, although their faces were everywhere, and the coach got a $10 million extension. I remember telling a friend of mine one time that uh, in some ways the NCAA is a, a taxpayer-supported farm system for the NFL and the NBA. Uh, he interjected to say he thought it wasn't a farm system, but more like a plantation system because the people performing the labor aren't getting paid. Uh, this bill would at least allow them to get paid. How's the NCAA reacting to this? Uh, they don't like it. They believe they should uh, be able to set their own rules because um, it's a membership organization. Uh, and that's another important thing to note is the bill uh, prohibits the NCAA from kicking any school out of the uh, uh, organization if they uh, pay their or if the, if the athletes are allowed to do this okay and so bring this home to Illinois I think we all know people who follow especially University of Illinois uh, college football and basketball they haven't been that great in recent years um, are there any players there that would likely sign endorsement deals well that's another thing um, uh, representative Welch said is because Illinois has something like this, it may make them a more uh, realistic place that someone might want to go. They'd say, oh, I could go to this other school, say Ohio State, or I could get a, go to Illinois and get an endorsement deal. Um, I don't know, right now, uh, all the students going here right now are going to be gone by the time it takes effect in 2023. So, And one of the arguments I've heard from the NCAA with regard to California is that they feel it would put California at a recruiting advantage over other schools, uh, especially when you consider the size of the media markets in California with San Francisco and Los Angeles and San Diego. Um, and they're talking about uh, not allowing Calif California schools to uh, participate in postseason play in NCAA tournaments. Um, is that a possibility for Illinois? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how this will work out, but the Big Ten, uh, the News Gazette did a follow-up on this uh, story today, and it said, you know, only 2% of these play players might be actually marketable for, for a big-name sponsorship. But, you know, I could see, uh, you know, a local diner or something trying to get one of the more popular bench players or something, just a very small contract, but it's still a contract that could help them, you know, buy their books or whatever. Pay them to come by for an autograph signing. Right. Uh, or it doesn't. Cards, yeah, it doesn't all have to be Nike paying you a couple million dollars to to wear their shoes or whatever. Okay, well that's all the time we have for this week on Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of the Illinois Press Foundation. Until next week, thank you for listening.